after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Church, stand to your feet. Let's worship.
chains around us By your grace we are no longer bound No longer bound Come on! You call me out of the grave You call me into the light You call my name and then my heart came
morning, Anastasia Church family. He is risen. We, we are so grateful to see you this morning. Y'all look so good. You got your Easter best on, I can tell. Uh, my name is Julia. I'm the young adult minister here at Anastasia Church. And on behalf of all of our pastors and ministry staff, we just want to say a special welcome to you this morning. If this is your first time joining us, I want to encourage you to text the number 904-441-6900 and text the word CONNECT. That will pull up our digital CONNECT card. You can fill that out. Let us know uh, where you're visiting from. You can also use that if you have any prayer requests. We pray over those each and every week. You can also use that same number and text the word NEWS. That will pull up our digital bulletin. So if you're wondering what is happening this week at Anastasia Church, what's for supper Wednesday night, you can text that number anytime throughout the week and it will pull up our digital bulletin. A few things that we have going on. If you have children, our children's ministry is meeting this morning and they have an incredible morning planned for your kids. So if you haven't already, please um, sign them in there. And also at 1030, our youth are also meeting today. So youth, um, you wanna head on down to the student center and be a part of all of that. We hope that you will join us again next week. We'll be starting a fun sermon series called Build the Family. And we have multiple campuses, a part of our Anastasia family. You will get to hear from each of our pastors. We'll be doing a round robin and talking about building the family. So please come back next week and be a part of that. Also, we love Sunday mornings and celebrating and being together in this room. But my favorite part of Anastasia Church is the life groups. Being in a group with other people that know me, know my family, are praying for me and are studying the word together. So I wanna encourage you, if you are not yet a part of a life group, to um, find out more information in the atrium. We would love to get you plugged in with one of our life groups here. Will you please turn your attention to the screen now?
Baptist Church, because of you, we can go to the ends of the earth and we can share the gospel. We can go to India. We can go to France and plant a church. And we can go deep into the rainforest of Costa Rica. Thank you for your generosity. We can give through the Acts 1-8 offering. And that's also an option through the drop down once you go into the system. Thank you. And God bless. So just to echo what um, Lydia was saying, on that video you saw, that was our first mission that happened post-COVID. It was an all-female team that literally trekked into the jungle. And one of those buildings you saw on the screen was built because of Anastasia Church and your generosity. And so as we come into this time of giving, I want to let you know that when you give here at Anastasia Church, you are giving to the kingdom of God to his kingdom work. It's more than turning the lights on in here. It is spreading the gospel throughout our community and across the world. And you may have noticed we have these slips in the back of your chairs in front of you. They highlight the many ways that you are able to give here. We have offering boxes in the back. You can drop an envelope there. You can text that number 904-441-6900. Text the word give to that number. That'll pull up um, our online giving option, or um, you can give online at our website or scan the QR code here. Um, if this is your first time, this isn't for you. These are for our hometown people who generously give each and every week. If you're new here, your gift is being here, and we're so grateful for you. But if the Lord is calling you to partner with us to spread his gospel, um, I want to encourage you this morning that as we pray over this offering, that you would give in obedience to what God has called us to do. Let's pray. Lord, as we just stand in awe today of the love that you have for us, of your sacrificial love and giving to us that you gave on the cross, Lord, we are just in awe that you are not still on the cross. You rose from the tomb and have overcome death for our sins. We were not worthy, God but you made a way. And as we give what little we have back to you this morning, Lord, I pray that we would do it out of love for you and out of a sense of just seeing your word reach to the ends of the earth. And Lord, as Pastor Walter comes up now to to just preach your word, God, I pray that it will touch the hearts of the people in here that your word does not return void, that if there's someone here who has never heard the good news of a risen savior, that today you would open their hearts, you would open their minds to that message, Lord. We love you and we thank you, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, just a shout out to the women that went to Costa Rica, isn't that powerful? Isn't that something? The first mission team out after COVID all, all female team, and they didn't go to an easy place. They weren't staying in posh places. And they were going to a place that's reaching, uh, that's reaching young women who are victims and vulnerable to sexual abuse. And they have a safe place there. And just thank you for, for partnering. And I want to thank those who went and, and took that. I mean, it was, a, it was hard just to get there. And they did an amazing job. You know, Anastasia has its reach for the, for the gospel Throughout the world, 
You know, we have another mission trip going to Ecuador, and we're going to be reaching children with the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ on, in fishing villages along the coast of Ecuador. That's going Thanksgiving week, that week of Thanksgiving. And if you're interested in that, um, just keep following the bulletin. I think the next meeting will be in June. But, you know, uh, we have people in Moldova. We have people in Montana. We have people in India. And God is doing amazing, amazing things. And it's not because of how good we are. It's because of how good Jesus is. Because he's alive, right? He is alive. Jesus Christ, he is risen. Yeah, amen. Some people here, you get it. (laughs) He's risen. Yeah, it is life-changing. You know, I'm so glad you're here at Anastasia Church. You know, Anastasia, literally in in the language that the Bible was written in, in ancient Greek, Anastasia means resurrection. That means to stand again. It means resurrection. So here you are. On Anastasia Sunday, Resurrection Sunday at Anastasia Church, Resurrection Church. You couldn't be at a better place. And so glad you're here. Hey, I want to read uh, from one, a gospel account of the resurrection. Uh, this is coming from the Gospel of Mark. I know we heard a little bit about it earlier, but I'd just like to read this passage and invite you to stand with me in honor of God's word. This is Mark chapter 16. This is from the Gospel of Mark. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified? He's risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Oh, Lord Jesus, we're just so grateful that we're not serving a dead God. We're not serving an idol, Lord. We're just serving you, the risen Lord, who is alive. You're at the throne room, Lord. You're you're just right there in power, and you love us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, Lord. And we give this time to you in your precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So there is this large stone in front of the tomb. And this boulder was going to keep the women from seeing Jesus. They thought it was going to keep them from seeing Jesus in the tomb. Really what it was preventing them from doing was seeing that Jesus wasn't in the tomb, but there was this stone. You know, um, I have no doubt, just because of the week that it is, and some of you are coming into church, not because you you uh, enjoy coming to church because your family is coming to church and you're being with family and that sort of thing. But I, I'm sure, I have no doubt that there's some people in this room and there's a huge stone of skepticism about anything I say up here. I bet there, there are some people here in this room and you have this boulder of doubt that's preventing you from, from seeing what, what's so important to me. And, and, and my, uh, first I want to say thank you for coming. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming and, and hearing this. But, you know, if that's you, I'm hoping and praying that what, what I share here, that, that that stone of doubt would be rolled away. Because following Jesus Christ as Lord of my life has been the most life-changing thing that's ever happened. And, and I want you to have that. I want you to have that. It's, it's a powerful difference for me. And the reason is because Jesus is alive. 
Jesus is alive. And on, my, on the sermon notes, if you got them in the bulletin, you can follow along. This is the first part I want to share with you. Jesus is alive. Just, that's, that's the most important thing. That's foundational to what we do as church. When we come to church, it's not about uh, what people give and what ministries we do. It's telling people that Jesus Christ is alive. And Easter, for us, it's not about remembering a historic day. It's knowing that on a historic day 2,000 years ago, Jesus rose from the dead and he's still alive. Everything we do is based on that truth. He is alive. He's on his, his throne in heaven. He's a Lord of love. He loves you. And so trusting Jesus is life-changing. Yes. And I, I want you to know this. And, and there's person after person in this room who can share with you that trusting Jesus as Lord and Savior has been transformative in their lives. And I just want you to know that. And it's because he's alive. So, so what does that transformation look like? What happens when you trust Jesus? I, I want us to move to another passage. I, I read the, the resurrection account in the Gospel of Mark. But I want to read a passage that tells us what transformation can look like. And it's coming from Romans chapter 6. I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 6. And the Apostle Paul wrote this. Uh, the Apostle Paul was this missionary, this, this uh, fellow about... Uh, 10, 15 years after Jesus Christ died, he went out through the Mediterranean and started sharing the gospel and starting churches. And he wrote to a church that was started in the city of Rome. And we know it now, that letter, as the book of Romans in our Bible. So this is what he said in Romans chapter 6. He's trying to explain to them why it's important to know about the resurrection. He says, do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who's died has been set free from sin. Now, if we've died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. In Christ Jesus. This is what the resurrection does for us. And, and, and I just want to pack it in just a brief few minutes of what that means for us. Look at verse 4. He says, just as Christ was raised from the dead. I love that phrase, just as. Just as. You know what that means? There's a connection between me and Jesus. There's a connection between, between Christ and us. And just as Christ was raised from the dead, what it's saying is if, de if Jesus can put death behind him, if Jesus can leave death behind in the dust, then you can do the same thing with your past. That means that you can say to the past, you have no power over me. Past, you eat my dust. Because Jesus is alive. Okay, so this is the next point I want to make. And you can write this down. Because Jesus is alive, I can have a new life. 
I am not a prisoner to the past. Is there anybody here in this room that has a regret? Okay, anybody? About 30 of you do, I guess. I have regrets. I have lots of regrets. And I want to make amends to the regrets in my life whenever it's possible. Yeah, I have these regrets. But these regrets do not have power over me because Jesus is alive. He gives me a new life. I can start fresh. He has power over death. And because he has power over death, he has power over the past. He has power to forgive. He has power to take guilt away. He has, he has the power to do all this because he's alive. You know, I can have a new life. Anybody here want a new life? You want newness of life? You want fresh life? Have you ever smelled the inside of a new car? And, you know, it is so new, it even smells. Do you want to have a life? Does your life need to smell new? You need a new life smell, you know? Jesus makes everything new. So you start fresh when you trust Jesus. And so I just want to say to you, uh, that's what Jesus does. Because Jesus is alive, he gives me a new life. I can start fresh no matter what's happened. In verse 5, there's something else. He says, for if we've been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Okay, if Jesus is alive and I'm going to be united with him in a resurrection like his, you know what that means? I can live forever in heaven with him. I can have eternal life, a resurrection. And, here, and if, you, if you're a Greek nerd, I like to read the Bible in the original languages. This is where that word Anastasia comes in, okay? That, that resurrection. Jesus is alive. He's in heaven because he's been Anastasia'd, okay? He has been Anastasia'd. He has been resurrected, okay? And so if you, if you are in Jesus, you will be Anastasia'd too, and you will be in heaven, and you will have life forever with Jesus in heaven. So this next point I want to make is this, because Jesus is alive, I can have a forever life. I can have a, for, I have a new life. I can put the past behind me. It doesn't matter what you did earlier today. I don't care. It's Easter Sunday morning, and some of you had terrible arguments in the car on the way here, okay? Put that behind you because Jesus is your Lord, and then you can live forever. You can live forever with Jesus in heaven, you know, and it begins the moment I trust Jesus Christ as Lord. Do you want to live forever? I do. I do. Do you worry about missing out on things here in earth? I don't. Because I know that whatever I experience in heaven will be better than the best vacation. Amen. And so I'm not worried about missing out. This is just a little bit part of my life. The time from my birth to my physical death, that's just a little portion of my life. I'm going to live forever with him and he, I'm going to be in paradise. Amen. I'm going to have a forever life. So I'm not worried about that. I was at a funeral recently and someone got up to speak and they said, you know, life is short, so you want to have fun now. Let me tell you, life is forever if you trust in Jesus. You don't have to worry about missing out. See, Romans 6, 8 says this, if we've died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. You know where he is? He's in heaven living forever. We'll be with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. We're going to be living with him in heaven and we'll never die again. So why is the resurrection important? It's because I have a new life and I have a forever life. There's something else. Verse 6 and 7 of Romans 6. We know that our old self 
was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. And the concept in the Bible is that before we trust in Christ, we're just sort of, we're just sort of running on our, on our sin nature. We're enslaved to our sin nature. Uh, so, so it says that so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin, for one who's died has been set free from sin. So what this means is that when I trust in Christ, I'm no longer enslaved to sin. That's the words that are used here. I'm set free from sin. So, so what is sin? I mean, what, what is sin? Well, I think some of you in this room are thinking sin is everything I want to do, right? Sins are the things that, that, I, that I want to do, okay? That, that's what people say. But, but here's what sin is. Sin is everything that keeps us away from heaven. It could be a destructive behavior. It could be an unjust way or unkind way that I treat another person. It could be an attitude that I hold on to. I, I just live in this attitude that's not a holy attitude and it keeps me away from heaven. Do you know someone, do you know someone that may be angry all the time? Always angry, you know? That's something that separates us from God. That's not God's persona, okay? Any thought, any attitude, anything that separates us from the Lord and his purposes, that's sin. And the Bible tells us that all of us have sinned, right? We're all sinners. If, if, you, if you count the real sinners, not, not asking for a raise of hands, because I know whether you raise your hand or not, you're all sinners in here just like me. We're all sinners, okay? We all sin. I still sin even though I don't want to. I'm not perfect, but, but I hold on to thoughts I shouldn't hold on to. But in Christ Jesus, I don't have to because I'm no longer enslaved to sin. I'm no longer enslaved to sin. So this is the next point I want to make. Because Jesus is alive, I can have a life of freedom. I can have a life of freedom from sin. Okay. Now, some people think that life as a Christian, life as a follower of Jesus is like being in a, a, some sort of righteous spiritual straitjacket. And I can't do things and I can't participate in certain behaviors. Let me tell you, there are behaviors, there are things that I do not do, not because I'm worried I'm going to lose my salvation. I don't do them because I don't want to do them anymore. I don't do them because I don't have to do them anymore. I am free. I'm no longer enslaved to sin. I don't have to be a slave to that destructive behavior or that frame of mind or my passions, too often we live lives of self-inflicted slavery. We live lives where we, we are just become prisoners of our passions. You know, and I brought an illustration here, okay. I brought a chocolate cupcake. I love chocolate, Okay. I, I love chocolate. This chocolate cupcake, he's got this rich, decadent chocolate icing on the top. Mm, good. Well, I love chocolate, okay? But let me tell you something else about me. I fluctuate in my weight. And my weight goes up and down. And I think I've lost the same 20 pounds at least five times over. And here's why. Sometimes I forget that the chocolate cake... That, that the chocolate cake is not in charge of me. And sometimes if the chocolate cake is there, I just got to eat that chocolate cake because it's there, right? But let me tell you, I'm no longer enslaved to sin. I can put the chocolate cake down because I'm trusting in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. There's some icing on my fingers. I got to get rid of some temptation here. 
don't know what it is for, for, for me, it's chocolate. Maybe for you, it's sex or a six-pack of beer. Or maybe it's that social media that controls you. You don't have to be enslaved to that because we have a Lord and Savior who's greater than all of that. And he loves you, he accepts you, and he has death-defying power. And so we have freedom from sin. We're no longer enslaved to our passions. We don't have to do that anymore. So I have a new life. I have a forever life. I have a life of freedom when I'm in Jesus Christ. That's what it means when Jesus is alive. And now here's one more thing in verses 10 and 11 of Romans 6. It says this, for the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also, me, must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. So we're talking about living for God. It's not just about what you're giving up. It's what that purpose is. So through Jesus, I'm accepted, I'm forgiven, I'm ready uh, so I can approach my Father in heaven. He takes away all that stuff that separates me from God. And so now I'm living in the presence of God. I'm living in his glory, but I also get to live for his glory. And I'm, I'm living in his approval, but also I'm living for his purposes. And so this is the last thing I want to share with you is that because Jesus is alive, I can have a really meaningful life. Because I have a godly purpose. I have a purpose that lasts into all eternity. And so because Jesus is alive, I can have a really meaningful life. Do you want to have a life that's worth living? Do you have that life? Do you want that life? It comes from receiving Jesus Christ as Lord. It was life-changing in my life. You know, when I gave Jesus my heart, I was 10 years old. It made a change, and then there are more changes that happened as I turned 16 and 18 and 21. But my life is different because I've trusted in Jesus Christ. Now, how can I have that life? Well, here's how I have that life. I, I have to first believe he's alive and that he has power for your life. Do you believe that Jesus is alive? Got to believe. And then I have to admit to myself that I need him. And that I can't save myself, that I can't get to heaven on my own, because that's what the reality is. None of us fits, fits the uh, protocol for being able to get into heaven on our own. We need Jesus. He's the protocol. He's the way that it happens, okay? I need to admit to myself that I need him. And then I need to commit to trust and follow him as my Lord. That's what it means. And you know what? You can have that new life. You can have that forever life. You can have that life of freedom. You can have that life of meaning if you'll just trust in him. I'd like everyone to close your eyes for just a moment. I'd like to have a time of just uh, for people to respond. And I want people to have privacy. I don't, I don't want people to feel embarrassed. I, and I'm not asking you to come to Ford or, or talk in a microphone. But simply ask in this moment if you could even have the courage uh, to raise a hand for just a moment? Would you have the confidence to do that if the Lord leads you? See, Jesus is alive. In him we have a new life, a forever life, a life of freedom. I want to ask, and you answer by just raising your hand just for a moment. Is there anyone here who wants this life or thinks they might want this life? Would you just raise your hand right now just for a moment? that you want this life in Jesus. That's, I'm seeing those hands go up. If you want that, 
Okay, you can put your hands down. I see that. You know, you can have that. You can have that. I'm just, just, just say this prayer with me, Lord Jesus. I want to have this new life. I want to have this free life. And I do believe you're alive. And Lord, I'm trusting in you. I'm admitting I can't make it on my own, but I need you. And I'm committing to follow you. And Lord, I'm just giving you the rest. And Lord Jesus, I just thank you in advance for your forgiveness and your mercy and your grace. And if you've said that prayer with sincerity and authenticity, then you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you've begun that journey. And you know for certain that you can spend eternity with Jesus in heaven while, while your eyes are still closed. You know, um, it says in verse 3, it says, do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. You know, baptism, it's a declaration of our trust in Jesus. We're going to have a baptism in three weeks at the beach, April 30th. And while everyone's eyes are closed, if you think you might want to, I'm not asking you to sign on the line, but you're thinking, I may want to be baptized and declare to the world that Jesus Christ is my Lord. Would you just raise your hand right now? Do you think that might be something that God is calling you to do? I see those hands. Okay, you can put the hands down now. If you want to follow through, all you have to do is, is see one of the counselors and you can open up your eyes if you want to. You can, you can see one of the counselors that are going to be here at the end of the service or be here during this last song. You say, hey, I want to get baptized. Hey, I want Jesus Christ as Lord in my life. If you raised your hand early and you, you, you accepted Jesus, but you want to know next steps, come see one of our counselors. We want you on a journey. We want this to be the best day of your life. Yeah. Let's pray right now. We're going to let Jesus move among us. You know why Jesus can move among us? Because he's alive. He's alive. Would you stand with me right now? We're going to pray, and then we're going to sing. And as we sing, if the Lord has called you to take a step of faith and you have the courage and the, the confidence to come forward, you can start taking those steps of faith and making them public. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much. The power of your resurrection, the power over death is so present in this room. And Lord, move among us, I pray. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll do a great and mighty work in the lives of people who've trusted in you this morning, Lord. And Lord Jesus, to you all the glory, to you all the honor, to you all the praise, because you are alive. Amen. And if God's calling you, you come see one of our counselors at the side or come see me. Amen.
Sunday, you know, I'm feeling like I need to take this sin from Walter. You know, I just want to remove this temptation from you, brother. Is, is that okay? Church, go in peace. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Take care.